Welcome to the 425th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. And for those of you that know, whenever we hit 425, you know that that means we're starting a full franchise fast. And to help me kick that off, doing the notes, it's my co-host, Matt! Oh, shit. I was supposed to do the notes? Wait, what? We're virtually (laughs) fucked. (laughs) I have never seen Tiger Claws before. I am just a Cynthia Rothrock fan. So when I found out that there was a box set of this stuff coming out, I just bought it sight unseen just because I was like, Cynthia Rothrock on Blu-ray is something I need to own. And I've said that before to you. I was like, a lot of her stuff is not available. We've kind of talked around Cynthia Rothrock a little bit here and there, but we haven't really had a chance to kind of cover her on the show. And I want to change that. But I also don't want to just watch a bunch of shitty VHS rips on a 4K TV. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a lot of- I understand that. A lot of her stuff is just not available. Like the main reason you and I have not covered China O'Brien yet, one or two, is because you just can't get a good copy of China O'Brien. Like I've, if it's out there, if it's like a 4K version of it or a Blu-ray version of it, it's for sale anywhere, you know, hook a brother up. Like, let me see that shit. I need to see that shit. But right now what we have is- Tiger Claws, and it's on Blu-ray, and it also stars Bolo Young as our main bad guy, so I'm down. Like, I I didn't need to know a lot about this film beforehand. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And then the fact that there's three movies, then I said, well, let's do this as a whole franchise fest, because poor Maddie's cursed. I am cursed, but, you know, likely the superb acting of Tiger Claws is going to get me out of it. Why do I feel like Tiger Claws, instead of, like, some sort of kung fu move, why do I feel like it's more like a a different name for, like, some street-level (laughs) meth? Street-level meth. Are you going to get that Tiger Claws? Tiger Claws! (laughs) It sounds like a bad yo, like, uh, a dude that constantly calls everybody bros, like, favorite sports drink. Like, you got to get the Tiger Claws, bro. Yeah, there you go. Even better than uh, drugs. Yeah. Sounds like, like, some shit Logan Paul would push on his podcast or some shit like that. Right, you got to get... them tiger claws <laughs> yo you want to scratch a bitch up you got to get those tiger claws kid <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of shit hey man you, you tried to make it on the football field tiger claws <laughs> <laughs> now with much less rhino horn <laughs> but yet still now the tiger claws and tiger claws are from way more endangered tigers Oh, Jesus. I mean, we need this pablum, so I should not cut you off. But also, I'm kind of excited to talk about Tiger Claws at the same Let's time. Let's talk about Tiger. I mean, we're going to have a little bit longer. It's a, it's about 92 minutes. So eh, yeah, we can run time. Let's let's go ahead and do it. But first, we need to actually, first of all, tell everybody what the pirate radio edit music is going to be this week. And it's literally any song that either has Tiger in the title or is by the band Tiger Army, because there's very little things that I can find with tigers in it. And this was very short notice. <laughs> so hopefully I can keep this motif going for all of the tiger claws or I need to get songs about claws or tigers or claws or I don't know what to fucking do here. Like if it I guess if it mentions a tiger at some point in the song, maybe I'll use that too. Uh, but for now, I have at least enough to get us through this episode. So up first is going to be Rufus Thomas Jr. with the blues song Tiger Man. But right before that, we're going to have the Legion Patreon ad. This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, 
costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Man, that blues sounds awfully rough. That's because it's some of the first fucking blues that's ever recorded. Good shit. <laughs> well, maybe Tiger Claws will have everybody singing the blues about being a Tiger Man. Maybe not. I guess we'll find out with your notes. All right, here we go. So, Tiger Claws, first 20. Uh, we see a lady walking down the street. Some real sketchy dude is following her, as well as a man in a suit. Well, the man in the suit loses him because he decides to check out some other lady's ass. Uh, so way to go, dipshit. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, well, the sketchy dude attacks the lady, but she kung fu's his ass right out of there. And the suit guy catches up to him, starts arresting the guy. Hey, dialogue. It's our first clip. Yeah, where the hell you been? I didn't know where you were. Yeah, it's about time you got here. I'm sorry. Forget it. I'm just sick and tired of dressing up like a whore and working on these two-bit cases. She's a cop. No, I can't give you that much money without the sergeant's approval. I need the 25000 or my cover will be blown. Why don't you take me out for lunch, and then I'll see if I can get the sergeant to change his mind. I'd love to. But not today. Maybe next week. Excuse me. 4-7, George. Dr. Matthews! Hello, Linda. Hi. Yesterday, they brought in the body of a martial artist by the name of Hatanaka. I've got a report right here. Do you mind if I borrow it? Sure. I'm hoping this will help get me reassigned. 
There's not much to it. Looks like this is not a dead end case. Well, you never know. Thanks, Doc. No problem. All right. So then we see two cops. They're watching a drug deal go down, and they see one of their undercover guys. He's working the case as well, and they get all pissy, and they want in on it. So they try to take advantage, and even though the undercover guy had it all under control, they fucking get out and ruin it and cause a chase and a shootout. The undercover guy, he also knows kung fu. He he beats the shit out of some guy. Uh, that was nice of him to do. Um <laughs> It was a guy that deserved to get the shit kicked out of him because he was one of the criminals, right? Yeah. And then uh, they were selling like the the harder drugs, not like the like not like the light. <laughs> we're having fun drugs, but like the bad drugs. Right. They're not peddling uh, weed and quaaludes. They're selling fucking heroin and meth. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and cocaine. Yeah. That too. So anyway, then the main bad guys almost getting away in the cop's car, and the undercover cop shoots suits. The car explodes, killing that guy. So you know, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> This leads to our second clip. My car! Damn it! Eric! It was my case! You almost got us killed! We needed him alive! Do you realize what you've done? I'll have you suspended for interfering in this investigation! I had everything under control until you guys showed up. Forget it, Tarek. Nice try, but not this time. You're taking a fall on this one! We'll see about that. Right. We see a new karate guy. He's showing up some moves, doing a TV show. And they, after they say cut, we see that he's a real asshole. He's just a, he's just a real dickhole. <laughs> he treats people like shit is what Matt's trying to say. He just can't use his big boy words right now. Yeah, right. Well, fuck you. I don't like big boy words. Uh, anywho. <laughs> they hurt me. They hurt me. They hurt my fees. <laughs> I, um, I can't even say feeling. I can't even say feeling. I say my fee-fees. <laughs> but they do get hurt. So, anywho, uh, then uh, he later on, he's back in his uh, dressing room talking on the phone. He gets attacked and he is killed, leaving three scars down his cheek. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. There's a news report about this, and that is our next clip. This could be a school. It's an old movie theater. It's perfect. A good teacher takes on only a small group of students. They will find any available space. And use it as long as they can. We're going in. No, we wait here. I'm sure he knows something. I'm going in. When I ask you to stay back, I expect you to listen. Now we wait here till someone comes out, and we snap a few pictures. That way nobody sees us, nobody gets suspicious. So, what got you into martial arts? I was 15. I had a lot of energy, so I thought this would be a good place to channel it. I'm surprised I stuck with it for so long. Where did you study? Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's where I grew up. Why did you leave? I don't know. I guess I just wanted to prove to myself that I can make it in the big city. Here they come. Okay. All right. So now we got the team up. Uh, So... Uh, oh, and that is the end of our first 20 minutes. There are some martial arts, uh, let's just call them like tropes that uh, you can find, like other horror films have tropes. 
and yeah. things like that, where it's like a very specific set of things. Uh, for an exorcist film, you always need a young priest and an old priest, right? And of course. If you're going to have some people hunting down a martial arts maniac serial killer, you are going to need a seasoned veteran cop martial artist and a seasoned martial artist non-veteran rookie-ish cop to but team they, up. Yeah, they still know what's going on. They both figure it out separately because they recognize the martial arts style and they follow it and end up working together by random happenstance and then also because they were on the poster together. Yeah, well, I mean, duh. It was happy <laughs> happenstance they were on the poster together. Though. I was I was pretty happy for them on that. <laughs> uh, one of the other things that I need to point out about particularly the 90s crop of martial arts films. Um, yes. The budget significantly drops in the 90s for martial arts movies. From the late 80s times? Yeah. yeah. From the late 80s or the early 80s and even like, like it dropped in the 80s from the 70s even because they stopped becoming these grandiose things and they just started taking place in modern day, modern time and then doing martial arts. And then it dropped even further to the point when, unfortunately, some really great martial artists in the 90s like Billy Blanks, Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson, even some of his movies that were made in that around that time frame. Oh, there's a couple of other martial artists around this time frame, but I've, I've named off a couple. But basically, like from around like 1990 up until about what 95, 96, then they started making some of them again with some money thrown behind them, and then you got some better martial arts flicks. But like the Golden Harvest style, like made over in China, like authentically staged and ready to go choreography martial arts stuff got cheaper and cheaper in the 90s. And unfortunately, Billy Blanks definitely, Cynthia Rothrock 100% and then definitely Don the Dragon Wilson a little bit too. Those three, I remember their films in the 90s, just really low budget, really just kind of like almost bottom of the barrel action movies, but they just did martial arts instead of gunplay. And then the martial arts was always solid, but here's the problem with these. They don't do more than one take, so a lot of the acting feels flat. In a lot of cases, you're going to find flubs in lines that they just leave in, and then in some cases you're even going to see some people looking off camera to the director and it gets left in. Uh, it does happen. They are super rough. However, very little of that in Tiger Claws. It just is, you can tell it's all one take because a lot of the acting is flat as the big stuff in this. I mean, yeah, the acting is. Yeah. See, I, I'm just, but you know what? When it comes to martial arts films, I already go into it with an idea of this is not going to be the most well-acted movie of all time. Um, let's not get weird about this. We don't need to. And I just kind of sit here and go, I'll just enjoy it for the action. And which so far, I'm going to go ahead and say there's been some pretty good action. Oh, yeah. That's the upside to this. And so I said it earlier, yeah. the martial arts and the choreography is always there. They always bring it. And what they do is they get a money to make an action film and then they throw martial arts in it instead of spending the money on a bunch of gunfire. And what they end up doing is spending the money on the choreography and then they make these elaborate fight set pieces that they just loosely throw a bad story together because the story's not written well either. Like no, it's, no, the story's bad too. Right. Yeah. But if you are watching a martial arts film for those things and cannot at least enjoy the martial arts that's in it, then what you're watching is a bad martial arts film. However, yeah. if you have two of three things that you can enjoy with it, like for instance, the choreography's on point, the action's great, you know, that's like two of the three things, then the actual production, the film being floppy, including the, the acting and everything else about it, well, you can overlook that. I mean, I've watched tons of amazing kung fu films just because of the kung fu that's in it, or martial arts films just for the type of martial 
martial arts that's in it or just fucking knock down drag out brawl fighting like Roadhouse I don't watch Roadhouse because it's a great fucking story I watch Roadhouse because I want to watch that guy get his fucking throat ripped out yeah yeah right yeah you want to yeah I'm not here for like the, an Oscar I'm here to see a dude get like a dude use his pinky and do like six different moves of this pinky and you don't even think he touched the other guy and then the other guy starts walking away and then he just dies <laughs> <laughs> right that's that's how martial arts works in our hearts now yeah. luckily for the younger generation i don't know if you've been keeping abreast of martial arts productions like direct-to-video ones lately like that this is the caliber of because let's face it this was shot to be straight to vhs and then you were just supposed to rent it and that's it it, it was just another like shelf filler to get you to rent for martial arts um, yeah right yeah but like the modern like direct to video releases for streaming or whatever where you can purchase or rent or whatever. Have you been keeping wow. abreast of some of that stuff that's coming out even? No, I haven't. They actually are throwing story back in. There's actually some time taken for the acting and such. And the martial arts is still very much on point. Um, I'd like to like Michael Jai White, I think is the actor's name, um, has done a few of those. And um, oh God, I can't remember the actor's name that I'm thinking of. But then there's another film uh, that's called Blood and Bone. I don't know if that's Jai White or not, but there's another martial artist that, but that film's a really great example of like a direct-to-video style that would be of this caliber, but they put in a really great story and then the martial arts fighting is just fucking brutal. Just brutal, you know? So if you're going to get into the 90s stuff that is like the direct-to-video 90s stuff, it is definitely more MST3K until the martial arts come in, until any kind of fighting comes in, and even sometimes the gunplay that comes in, and then it's just hard to fucking beat. Like, yeah. I, I don't watch China O'Brien because the actor is great and the story is good. I watched China O'Brien because Cynthia Rothrock is an amazing martial artist and I love watching her kick ass. Yeah, same. It's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on because that's a great fucking headspace to do this review in and I'm glad that we're both there. Yeah. All right. So the next 20... Uh, it starts with, um, we cut to a sword dude showing some moves and that is our next clip. Is that traditional form? It used to be. I changed it. Traditional forms just don't hold up in tournaments. They don't have any flair. Besides, my way is better. So what about the historical significance of each move? Isn't that important? <laughs> Maybe back then, but now it's not what you do. It's how you look. Later on, that same dude is murdered and some of his stuff is taken. Uh, so... Now you're starting to get an idea. Maybe this killer is just being a uh, kind of a dick uh, uh, or not really a dick. He's killing other dicks, like people who maybe are robbing or, or not staying true to what the Kung Fu world is supposed to be. He's essentially the Ronan, the accuser of the martial arts world where he's going through and cleaning up and trying to purify the martial arts. And it doesn't matter what your style is unless he's there to target you because of your style. But essentially, if you are just basically doing what he doesn't believe is true martial arts, he proves it by beating you to death using his true martial arts. So again, he's Ronan, the accuser of martial arts. Yeah. Then cops are on the scene they're talking that's our next clip <laughs> Derek what are you doing here I thought you were suspended I'm only an advisor on this one officially I'm still suspended they brought me in to keep an eye on her first time in homicide okay. what about the students I'm just about to talk to them okay checking on that found something no nothing no prints like the guy's a ghost is there anything missing Sword from the rack. So 
that makes three things missing. A sword, a black belt, and a trophy. He did that with a sword? No. His hand. It's tiger claws. That's him, Warren. Any ideas? Well, none of the bodies have been hidden in any way. They were all left where people could find them. So what does that mean? Tiger Claws is his signature. I think he's trying to let the public know who he is and what he's doing. Why would he want that? Maybe to drum up a little lost respect for his style. Now, what do you make of this missing sword? Maybe a victory symbol. But if he's taking things, that means he has a place to keep it. So he can admire it? Or use it as an offering. All right. So then we see the killer's trophy room, all the different things he's collected. And then we cut to Richardson looking at the paper. It's all over the paper. And that is our next clip. They don't miss a thing. I thought we should get an early start. Reeves must be having a fit. What's this? Well, I've gathered this list of all these kung fu schools that teach tiger. This is where we start. Get real. This guy is hardcore. You wouldn't find him training at your local franchise studio. Yeah? You have a better idea? Yes. Follow me. Where are we going? Where the real fighters train. Where do we start? I don't know exactly. You mean you dragged me all the way down to this place and you don't know where to start? At least I had a list. Ah, calm down. We'll find it. This place won't get advertised. Well, if they don't advertise, how do they make any money? They don't. They're not in it for the money. This is not a sport for every bozo with 50 bucks. So how are we supposed to find this place? Start asking people. All right. Uh, so then we see uh, our man doing some fancy footwork, you know, having some good t- having some good stuff going on. Um, <laughs> if by good stuff you mean kicking the fuck out of people's faces, yes, that's exactly what he's doing with good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they talk some masters, but uh, they find a guy and he goes, I know a guy who does tiger style, uh, but uh, he doesn't teach it. So then later on, uh, they're leaving that place and uh, they're, they're, they're leaving that place and they see a kid getting beaten up like by a gang. So they jump in, and they both whoop ass and beat the fuck out of him. So the kid to thank him tells him that he knows where to find a guy who will teach Tiger. So they go to this big tournament and they're searching for the guy. And Richards talks to an old friend who's competing. That guy wins. And while Richards is watching that, he sees this master with the scars on his face. Uh, so they follow him. And while well, they first ask him, Richard asks him about it. He says he doesn't teach Tiger style. And he leaves. They follow him. And they see that uh, that he goes into this old movie theater. And when they find him doing that, this leads to our next clip. Doing here. This could be a school. It's an old movie theater. It's perfect. A good teacher takes on only a small group of students. They will find any available space and use it as long as they can. We're going in. No, we wait here. I'm sure he knows something. I'm going in. When I ask you to stay back, I expect you to listen. Now we wait here till someone comes out and we snap a few pictures. That way nobody sees us. Nobody gets suspicious. Hello, 
so what got you into martial arts? I was 15. I had a lot of energy, so I thought this would be a good place to channel it. I'm surprised I stuck with it for so long. Where did you study? Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's where I grew up. Why did you leave? I don't know. I guess I just wanted to prove to myself that I can make it in the big city. Here they come. So then uh, they take pics of the uh, some of the dudes leaving, and then we cut to Richard's friend. He's getting some ice, and he gets murdered. The killer takes his necklace and adds it to his trophy room. The cops get on the scene. Richard sees it's his bro, and he leaves pretty angrily because, you know, that was his bro. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. I'm convinced Bull Young's character in this is the guy after he lost in Bloodsport and he's going out on a vengeance. Just trying to kill every other martial arts style he possibly can because he can no longer do it in the Kumite. And it's down to Cynthia Rothrock and some other dude that I've never seen before to stop him. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's... uh... I agree. I think that's how it is. <laughs> um, it's gonna. I decided to do the confession time about this. Uh, my love of Cynthia Rothrock and films to make it uncomfortable for you to forever watch Cynthia Rothrock movies for this show from this uh-huh. point forth. Uh, before we even move on to do the second and third film in the series. Okay. Uh, I kind of get turned on at the thought of Cynthia Rothrock beating the shit out of me with her martial arts. So when I watch her beating the shit out of people with her martial arts, I get turned on thinking that. It's me, and she's beating me. Just oh, FYI. All right. Um, I don't. Um, okay. Uh, listen. I know, Matt. You think I should go to therapy. I know that you think that I got some issues that I need to work out with myself. And I also know that you think that I have a fucked up way about me. I, I mean, you do. You do. Uh, these are uh, these are truth facts. Yeah, and just so you know, uh, whenever I do the notes on a Cynthia Rothrock movie from here on out, and I'm describing her kicking the shit out of people, the reason that I'm lovingly taking the notes is because I'm really, really turned on by it the entire time. Your your pants better be on. That's all I'm saying. You haven't described one single fight of Cynthia Rothrock, so it's fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> and now I'm not going to. <laughs> We can move on to the next 20. That's a perfect frame of mind to finish the review. Uh, uh, all right. The next 20 starts. Uh, we see Richard. He's practicing some shit. Uh, uh, Linda shows up to make sure he's doing okay. He says he's okay. But uh, she says, take a few days to have a break. So he takes those two days. He goes to the theater uh, and he's attacked, but he's able to fight it off. He talks with the sensei there, and that is our next clip. You always treat visitors this way. You're trespassing. What do you want? I want to train Tiger. Find somewhere else. We don't take beginners. I'm no beginner. I've studied in China under Sifu Ho Chang. Sifu Ho Chang of Canton? That's right. We trained together for many years in China. Unfortunately, after I moved here, we lost touch. It was only a year ago that I learned of his death. He was my teacher and my good friend. I will make an exception only as my last respect to Chang. You will start tomorrow. Ah, uh, the old dead teacher maneuver that may have known you in your past that you owe a life debt to. Yeah, exactly. 
We have well, yet another uh, martial arts trope is all I'm getting at. Yeah. We're back at the station. Linda's talking with the chief, and that's our next clip. I don't know about this case. It's just like all the others. There were no fingerprints. These are the pictures that we took at the theater the other day. Nice of you to drop in. I've been busy. Doing what? Did you tell them about the theater? Yeah. I have some pictures I want you to look at. It's a tiger training hall. Pretty hardcore. How do you know? Because I went in. I've been accepted to train with them. What? I told you to stay back. Did you know anything about this? Yeah. We decided that this was the best approach to find the killer. Tarek is still under investigation. The commissioner... This is our best chance of catching him. I don't like it. You'll be on your own in there. Anything could happen. But wear a wire. A wire? This way I can record and monitor him from the outside. Okay. But you better not blow this, Tarek. I know your friend got killed. If something comes up in there, I don't want you jumping the gun. Don't you ever pull a stunt like that again. I know that you're upset about your friend John, Tarek, but if we're going to make this investigation work, we have to work together. Okay, you're right. Next time, I'll ask you first. Fine. Now, can we go and have something to eat? As long as it's Italian. I was thinking Chinese. Okay, Italian. I know a place with the best pasta in town. So what do you think? Well, actually, it's not bad. Thanks for helping me out in Reeves' office. You didn't give me much choice. It's really pretty out here. Something the matter? I was thinking back when I used to train a tiger regularly. It was crazy back then. The training would overpower you. Is that when your wife left you? Yeah. Then I came here to forget. Now you're going to start training in tiger again? I have to. Well, it makes you think that you could handle it this time. He killed my friend. I think it's a little bit more than that. I think that you want to prove to yourself that you can master this tiger. I'm just like you. I have something to prove. All right. Well, he goes in for some training, and we see a bunch of people there, including, uh, well, okay, let's face it. It's the guy who's going to end up being the killer, but he looks like he's just painting. Um, yeah, it's fucking Bolo Young. Everybody knows the minute yeah, Bolo, Bolo Young. Young. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows the minute he's on screen. Holy fuck, that's the guy that uh, Bruce Lee caved in his chest. He was evil then. Holy fuck, that's the guy that Jean-Claude Van Damme fought while blind and defeated. Made him say Matei. That's Bolo fucking Young. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, <laughs> so I liked his glasses, him wearing the glasses, too. It just makes him seem like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> There's nothing evil behind those glasses. He's a perfectly normal guy. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah he's okay. I mean, I don't know what, anyway. <laughs> if it works for Superman, why can't it work for Bolo Young? Yeah, right? Come on. Um, so anyway, uh, he... Uh, he's told to come up front, like take a center and everyone's surrounding him. And he's told to defend himself. He does. So he takes a couple shots, but he's able to defend himself. And the master says he did really good. And that formal training starts the next day. So he gets back to his houseboat. They have some tea and they find out there's a vigilante group out looking for the serial killer. So now we cut to more training and this uh, goes over and leads into our next clip. You got some nasty feet. Yeah, well, he asked for it. What's his problem? You're an outsider. Is that what he said? No, you just are. What do you know about him? Like what? What's he do? Does he have any friends? Does he hate the world? This is Chong. He's the one that paints all this stuff. Uh, hi. Hi. Nice artwork. Your Kung Fu is good. Where are you from? Kenton. Don't you train? I train for many years. Now I paint. He's just visiting. Uh -huh. Come on, Tarek. Do you know about any other tiger clubs? Yeah, but it's sort of a secret spot. 
Chong and I are going there now. Could you take me with you? Yeah, I guess that would be okay. Good. Let's go. Headquarters, this is Detective Masterson. Go ahead, Detective. Requesting a tow truck at 5th and Lexington. It's on its way. When I asked if there were any other Tiger Clubs, this isn't what I meant. I hope you're not complaining. Besides, I bet she could give you a lesson or two. You like that? Fine. <laughs> hey, how about that tow truck? Compliments of Mr. Singh. Who's Mr. Singh? The owner. He likes to treat us regulars every once in a while. Singh, make the money. On you guys alone, I bet. <laughs> well, and to the power of the tiger. <laughs> wow, we spent an inordinately long amount of time in a strip club in that clip. Yeah, but uh, I'm all right. I'm, I mean, I'm fine um, with it, but thank you movie, I guess. Yeah, it's a thank you movie. Everyone's saying the people there making money. Everyone's everyone's living their lives. Yeah, it was not revealed that they weren't there voluntarily. So I guess that is a thank you movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, let's see here. All right. So then some dudes come in. They want to break into everything and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so the guys fight him off. Richard's about ready to use Tiger Style to kill him, but uh, Bolo stops him. Dun dun dun! Bolo does something to stop him. Yeah, and you're like, hey, is he is he being cool? I mean, what are we doing around here? That's not the Bolo young I know. No man, he would have been like laughing as the guy murdered him. Right, or he would have <laughs> crippled five people before he even got a chance to fucking murder him. Yeah, right, exactly. So anyway, uh, the guys get out. They all get out. They escape. Richards and Linda then talk, and that is our next clip. You what happened to me tonight? I didn't know if you were dead. I didn't know if you were shot. My car breaks down. What the hell happened? The punks who fought in the alley, they showed up. Did they blow your cover? No, they never had a chance. Are you okay? What happened? I lost control. If Chunk didn't stop me, I would have killed someone. Yeah, or they would have killed you. No, the point is, I don't like where this training's taking me. Derek, don't let this get to you. We're almost finished. What about James? He came at me with the same pattern, but I need more time. There's no more time. We have to get this guy James now. We're not ready. Please, let it go. And that is the end of that 20, and we'll be going into the final 30. This is, um, I don't know, kind of like he's looking to hunt monsters and somewhat becoming a monster himself by learning this Tiger Claws style of martial arts, which I'm not entirely convinced is as deadly as this film is trying to portray it as. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That Tiger style seems a bit sus. Let's yeah. Real off. Real off putting. <laughs> Mostly because it's a lot of clawing kitty-like actions that seem uncomfortable for toxic male attitudes in a martial arts film. Yeah, uh, completely agree. <laughs> You're trying to sell this as the ultimate. It's like watching the movie The Perfect Weapon, where the guy is supposed to be like this ultimate fucking badass, and they're trying to sell him as this, this like ultimate fucking badass, but at the same time, like it doesn't seem like he's these, this ultimate fucking badass, and there's this whole toxic masculine male ego thing wrapped around them selling this as a badass for the perfect weapon yeah it just doesn't work <laughs> yeah it's 
that's really a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Bolo Young doing the tiger claws. I believe Bolo Young can claw. I believe that. Death. Yeah. When he's doing tiger style, I think that we're all going to die. Right. But this other guy who's supposed to be our hero, whom I've also yeah. never seen in a martial arts film before this, which is my fault, not his. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's quite a capable martial artist, but he's also a bit smaller of a man. I think you would need someone that has some stature behind them. Like, I think I would even believe believe if Cynthia Rothrock were to start learning Tiger Claws and to do it that that her, you know, her style because she is a very aggressive fighter and this guy is like very he's still, he's not very aggressive with what he does. So like, I don't buy him as doing the claw. I think he's big enough. Like, I think it's just that he yeah. doesn't, his fighting style's not as aggressive. Like, Cynthia Rothrock will like, get in there and fold you up like a fucking pretzel before you can even throw a punch. You know what I mean? Like, she preemptively will take out an attacker just as they start to move to do the punch. Like, just as she sees the movement, they're done, you know? Like, she's the kind of person I would believe could learn tiger claws and kick ass with them in this film. Hey, man, listen, whatever your wet dream is, it's fine. I'm for you having your <laughs> dreams, but let's just sell it down. <laughs> uh, you still aren't describing how she's kicking ass, though, but I don't blame you, especially after just, this dark confession of mine. Yeah, I'm just, I, I think, I think we're all going to be okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not going to be okay because if Cynthia Rothrock ever hears this podcast, I might get my wish. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, she might whoop your ass and then, hey. It's all right. <laughs> Let's move on here. All right. Linda takes a uniform officer and they go to get the suspect. After a long kind of chase and fight, she beats him. And this leads, and this is not Bolo. This is a different guy who they think has been their suspect the whole time. And uh, she beats him. And this leads to our next clip. Yes, we have a suspect in custody. Well, when are we going to get a picture? We hope to have this investigation resolved momentarily. I can't say much more than that right now. I'll have an official statement shortly. Do you think this will help the commissioner get real? Quit the fight. Have you considered he claims he ran because of the cocaine. When can we get a picture? How about today? Let's get on. The commissioner wants me to pass on his congratulations. With the upcoming election, this is exactly what the commissioner wanted to hear. Let's stick with the original plan. I want Masterson to handle the interrogation. You mind telling me what the fuck I'm doing here? I told you you're being held on suspicion of murder. Yeah, right. Now, what were you doing on the 6th of this month between 10 and 11 p.m.? Answer the question. Kiss my yellow ass. Don't make this difficult, James. Fuck you. I want a lawyer. You'll get one. Now answer. I don't remember. Liar. I can wait till you remember. You're wasting your time, bitch. What the fuck is he doing here? I see you puke. I want from your straight answer now. Where were you that night? I was working at the Wrong answer. <laughs> I talked to the owner of the club. He said he didn't sign in that night. Back off, man. This is the truth. I was covering for a friend. That's why I didn't sign in. I got at least 20 witnesses. I did what I could, but some things are out of my hands. The commissioner requested that you two be taken off the case. What? I'm sorry. There was nothing I could do. Come on, Sergeant. You can't do that. The decision is final. Why don't you go home now for a couple of days and rest until I can find some place I can reassign you? Your suspension is still on pending the outcome of the investigation. Detectives Roberts and Vince will be handling your case. Shouldn't take too long, Sergeant. We'll have this wrapped up in no time. Yeah, right. Hey, hey, wait a minute. You really screwed yourself this time, didn't you? I knew it was just a matter of time. You're a dangerous person. And you had a lot of guts working with a guy like this. 
You're lucky he didn't get you killed. What a waste of talent that would be. Come on, big man. Do it. I dare you. Tarek, leave him alone. He's not worth it. Come on, let's go. You're finished. You'll never work again, asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... So then uh, the master comes into his thing and he's talking to uh, Chung, who is Bolo's character. And he says, hey, I never see you practice. You have to practice. So they practice and Chung then kills the master. Uh, As he stands over him, the rest of the group gets in and he kills the rest of the group. We cut to Richards and Linda. And that is our next clip. Think positive. We must have missed something. Yeah, you're right. Maybe there's something in the translations. Anything there? Wait a minute. Look, according to this, your cover was blown. How? By one of those punks you were with in the bar. I was with Ming and Chong. Chong. All right, so then Chung, uh, he's at his altar and then also splashing boiling water all over his face, so, ow. He's also, um, like, plunging his hands into it, too, and shit, like, to practice yeah, he's, his clawing he's, he's, and toughening his skin. Uh, you know what? For some reason, I think that's, like, like that's something the actual actor did. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, they search for Chung, and they find him. And kind of they're separated. So Linda has to fight Chung for a bit. And she does, actually. She holds her goddamn own against him. Oh, it's just glorious watching her beat on Bolo Young for a little bit. Yeah. Um, then he's like, uh, then Richard shows up. So Chung's like, well, if I can't handle her, you know, I can barely handle her. I won't be able to handle the both. So he bows out. They give chase. Those two other cops show up, find the murder scene, and see Richards leaving. So now they think Richards killed the the whole team because they're dumb. It's daytime, and they're at the docks, you know, looking for uh, Chung. While the two other cops show up, they cuff Richards to arrest him. As they're leaving, Chung attacks, throws one of the cops in the water. Richards has his hands behind his back, throws him there. On uh, top of the other cop, he's like, get me on handcuffed. Linda again has to fight him off. Uh, she's able to hold steady. Richards still cuffed, but he gets his hands in front of him so he can get involved. So Chung runs away. Uh, Richard runs after Chung. He tells Linda to make sure the other two cops are okay. Chun breaks into a warehouse and kills a guard. Then Richards follows. Uh, Chung and Richards fight. Linda shows up. Chung beats the shit out of Richards. But then uh, it also, at one point, Chung ties his hands together. It's like, we're the same. But then after Richards kind of holds his own, he unties his hands. It just goes to shit on him. Then Richards gets going a little bit. He's uh, choking out Chung. So Chung breaks his handcuffs. So now he's free. Richard's best Chung in a fight. Chung is arrested, and this leads to our final clip. What the hell happened here? Well, it all started when the Sunshine Boys came to arrest Tarek. Is that true? Uh, we had a minor miscalculation. Explain that to the commissioner. It was his idea, sir. Be quiet. I can explain everything, Sergeant. I'll deal with you guys later.
Roberts and Vince getting suspended, huh? Broke my heart. <laughs> uh, two weeks of vacation. It's gonna be hard to go back. Come over here. Tiger. Bow chicka bow wow. Ah, they kiss. Roll creds. Okay, so all right, that was a martial arts film with Cynthia Rothrock in it, who did very little martial arts in the actual like ending sequences, but had some really great like multi opponent fights, which she really shines well in. Um, hey man, she went toe to toe with the big baddie. Yeah, I like the way that and they she did didn't it. Get a scratch on her. Yeah, I like the way that they did it, but it's like yeah. she was kind of the bigger star, and I think they were trying to catapult this other guy, so like they kind of made her like more of a supporting role because like he's supposed uh, gotcha. to be the ultimate badass, but like I think she was the bigger star at this point um, oh with that well i could you could just tell she was probably the biggest star uh this guy would seem just brand new piece of garbage <laughs> his martial arts is strong his acting was very weak and cynthia rothrock 100 carries the film not just because i am really turned on by the way she kicks the shit out of people i mean but that helps she's ordinarily not the type of lady that i'm even attracted to like as far as like physical markers that are under nobody's control because of how they're born you know including hair color or what have you like she's not my usual of woman that i would normally be attracted to however yeah her martial arts skills are something that, for some reason, really get me going to watch her beat the shit out of people, and I don't know why. <laughs> they make you feel rumblings in your undercarriage. I know how, I know when, and I'm saving that story for story time. Oh, all right. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, acting aside, good movie, uh, good action. Yeah, it's actually not too bad, and I'm looking forward to doing two and three. I'm sure they will diminish in quality, as all sequels tend to do, except for Aliens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the godfather too uh but you know it's it, as far as a franchise fest starting off with this it's a strong start i mean yeah it, i know bolo young's gonna be in the next one as well so maybe he escapes on his way to the prison transport and they have to catch him all over again i'm not exactly sure how it's gonna go i kind of like the idea that it's gonna be bolo young as the bad guy the whole way through this and you know like they caught him in the first one but that's not gonna you can't yeah. keep a bad I mean, guy he in can't prison. be he's not dead <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm hoping that that's going to be the case. I'm pretty sure that I saw him on the poster for Tiger Claws 2, which um, would be, you know, a really good selling point is to have Bolo back. So why not use him? Yeah. He makes a great bad yeah, guy. Exactly. He is an <laughs> awesome bad guy. Jesus. Yeah. He's terrifying. Well, we've uh, passed the hour mark on this first movie. Do you want to just move on to a story time and we can go on let's, from there? Let's move on to a story time. All right. That's awesome. We can go ahead and do that. All right. So we're going to have the flaming sideburns up next with the song Heavy Tiger. And then we will have a story time where I tell you all about my attraction to Cynthia Rothrock kicking the shit out of people right after this. <laughs>
lot of those lyrics almost kind of fit with the story of the film. Almost. Just almost. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did not plan that, but I am planning on telling some people some stuff that's going to make them uncomfortable in our next story time. Story time. Story time. All right. Well, I can make people wait unless you really want to gross them out and then they won't listen to your story and shut off the podcast beforehand. I mean, we could just do your story because my story don't mean shit. <laughs> All right. Do you remember the film Fast Getaway, Matt? Yes. You know, I the think film? so. It's like Corey Haim and Theodore Rossi are like a father-son duo. Corey Haim is obviously the son, and Theodore Rossi is obviously the father. They're bank robbers, and they have a very serious scheme where the son pretends to be a girl that gets taken hostage by the dad. Uh, they dress him up and drag and everything to be able to do it. And uh, then uh, they he uses the fact that he's got the, the hostage in order to get the money out of the bank and everything like that. It's a scheme they've been pulling for like ever. And at one point in time, the father is dating a a martial artist lady who also gets involved into the bank robbering business and we get picked up with like right where they're doing this and it's Cynthia Rothrock is his lady and um, okay. so something goes wrong with a bank robbery and the kid and the dad split and then Cynthia Rothrock and the other partner that they had for the robbery that goes wrong go hunting for um, the dude and like before the robbery goes bad there's like a whole sequence where like she's flirting with him by doing martial arts around the room at him and then like doing martial arts moves on him and tosses him on the bed and then proceeds to bang him. So that mix of like kicking ass and having sex like at the same time I think is like kind of where it got started because there's a lot of like sexualization of that character that Cynthia Rothrock plays where like literally she gets off on like kung fuing people in martial arts kicking them and stuff and like and does it in such a way that it's like super erotic and weird but at the same time is like very scary martial art and I think it's that film i think it's the fault of fast getaway and watching that at the age of like nine or ten when it was on cable all the time that has like because it's a very like sexualized film like Corey Haim's character loses his virginity in that film and all that Jesus. other stuff like i don't think i should have been watching that when i was ted but I probably think not i think that's what left the mark on me was being turned on by the fact that she got turned on by beating people up with her martial arts <laughs> Yeah. 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 Here's, here's me on my therapist couch talking to our entire audience right there. That hell with it. You know, I'm the better for it. I really, really, truly. Am. It made you the court we all know today. You yeah. Just, you have a thing. All right. And yeah. we all have things. And it's a if weird... someone tells you they don't have a weird kink or thing they're lying <laughs> and this is the this is what's really really weird by it and like basically what i was alluding to is cynthia rothrock technically is like a blonde or, or is more or less blonde or, or usually yeah. dyes her hair as blonde and that's not yeah that's not usually what i'm attracted to or what i go for but obviously she's absolutely gorgeous and as a martial artist obviously she's quite you know muscular and, and quite gorgeous and has a wonderful body because she does a lot of physical activity absolutely i'm not saying that she's not a knockout i'm just saying that she's not the usual type of person that i'm attracted to 
to. But it was something about that movie specifically and the way that she performs those martial arts that I was really turned on by as a kid that I don't understand. And I don't know why. And I'm still trying to unpack it with my therapist as we go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and and let's all remember, I'm not your therapist. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you're not? I'm not. <laughs> That's why we're covering these movies. You're supposed to be unpacking this with me and help me understand what's wrong with me. That's no, the whole see, purpose of this show. You're supposed to be helping me. <laughs> oh, man, are we fucked? We've lost the plot of this show. Yeah, no shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. You got to come up with the story time because we got to pat out the episode a little right. bit. Uh, my story time actually is more along the lines of I always thought it was always so funny how big the uh, especially the 80s and 90s, early 90s, tried to make karate coming as a kid coming from a small town in Wisconsin. I was like, is this what they're doing to the bigger towns? Like, it's like football, baseball. I was at the baseball when I was a kid. So like, is that not a thing? Is everyone just kung fuing and karateing? Because it looks like they have packed whole stadiums for this shit. And it wasn't until much later where I was like, no, that's dumb. They they don't got none of that. That's that's dumb. <laughs> no one's doing karate. <laughs> I think the national competitions are still pretty big, and there are people that do yeah. karate, and it's another form of I know, I'm just martial saying arts, it but... wasn't as widespread as it may. Like, no one's going to report on the news about a world-famous karate person. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's not going to be as well-known, absolutely. And just martial arts in general was definitely hyped as, like, a really big thing in the 80s, and it became really, really popular uh, because there was some stuff in the 70s, but then it made its way to where, you know, it got... Americanized and Anglo-sized. Let's just put it that way. And yeah. uh, that's a lot to do with canon, so they're both to blame and also to thank for the big 80s boom. But then again, there's a bunch of like folks that like Golden Harvest were bringing over that Anglo-sized their films and made them easier to sell. That's Cynthia Rothrock is one of those folks as well. And uh, the big barrier for a lot of people in Kung Fu movies was they didn't, you know, there were people on screen that didn't look like you if you're an Anglo-American type. What I'm getting at is white yeah. nationalism is keeping martial arts films from being able to be more popular popular than what they are because white people are racist and uh once we started having them being Damn. represented in martial arts films even these really low budget ones that they spent no money on they started doing really really well because white people are fucking racist and don't want to watch martial arts movies where they don't see people that look kind of like them on screen it's the yeah. truth it really that's, is that's also true yeah, because you can get tons of people to watch any Jean-Claude Van Damme martial arts movie you may want at all. No problem. But I tell you what, if you try and get them mm -hmm. to watch Tai Chi Masters with you, you're going to have a lot more fucking resistance, even though Jet Li is a much better martial artist and choreography actor on screen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's just yeah, but, it's, uh, it, that was my that was kind of my my funny thing of. <laughs> I just always remember, especially being a kid and like you first see it in Karate Kid and then just everything else is like, wow, are, are, is karate that big of a fucking deal? <laughs> what are we uh, what are we doing around here? <laughs> Much to the chagrin of a young court psyops who thought that, you know, hoverboards were going to be a thing one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm still going to have to do it. Why not? That's not what? a thing. <laughs> Thanks, Boz. I appreciate you recording no, all of those no. for us. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Boz. <laughs> Hoverboards. Still uh, not a thing. Yeah. Thanks, boss. We appreciate you for that, bud. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and wrap up this episode, and uh, then we can be on to the next Cynthia Rothrock episode with Tiger Claws 2 next week, which I can talk even more about how I love to watch her beat people up, because I'm doing the notes on that one. Yeah. 
But first, let's play the Ending Legion promo. And then after that, on the Pirate Radio Edit, we will have Sparkle More with the song Tiger right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Sparkle More with Tiger and Sparkle More is still going to go underneath us while we do the discussion to yeah. actually close out the show, obviously. And next week, we already talked about how we're splitting up the full franchise fest. So we're going to have three episodes in a row instead of trying to do all three in one just to try and save Matt for his time and or sanity, which are both very precious and very uh, running out resources right Fleeting. now. Very finite resources that are <laughs> fleeting. Flat, fleeting, fleeting resources. <laughs> Matt's time insanity. Yeah. If you'd like to find the other 424 previous instances where we have referenced both the diminishing sanity and or funds and or just general will to live that is happening on this show, that's available at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema-psyops-podcast. If you'd like to have a discussion with me about how you're tired of hearing me try and say out that URL really, really fast in one breath because I like to show off just how much breath I can hold in and actually talk like this without even taking a breath in, well, you can do that at our Legion Discord chat. Yeah. Yeah, chat with people. 
connect. While I breathe in, Matt can actually add some other things and or interject things because sometimes Court just keeps talking and won't shut the fuck up all in one breath. As he is saying, Instagram is the place to find the meme repository of cinema underscore psyops. Yeah, and fucking, you know, get all them psyop news and shit. You'll be fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be good. Don't say psyop news. You're going to get them the blue balls and their psyop news because there are people that are still requesting <laughs> that out there. The news yeah. just isn't funny anymore. Everything's fucking tragic and awful. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, anymore we were trying to find news that could parody the world, but now it's just I could go on CNN and get it. <laughs> the world has killed satire. It has become so ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the places that is also devoid of satire because the world has killed it. I don't know if that's entirely true. Is our Facebook group Cinema PsyOps where the memes get shared to from Instagram Cinema underscore PsyOps right after it is shared to the Facebook page of Cinema PsyOps, all aptly named for the podcast of Cinema PsyOps. All of that also said in one breath like this. Dude, congratulations. Like you don't even have like a pack a day cigarette habit. We're all happy for you. <laughs> you can also find me on Facebook as Court Psyops, where you can be happy for me that I actually have this level of breath control that still cannot get me to do the throat singing I am practicing to do. And while you're out there trying to figure out what the fuck I mean by throat singing, kick the fuck out of this weekend and get your pitch. <laughs> do you love that I do the recording on my side altogether again and then all you have to do is plug that shit into your phone and then you're good to go. It feels real good, man. <laughs> yeah, I think we've really streamlined the show for you. Yes, yes, we definitely have. I appreciate it big time. It uh, recording helps in me. Progress. God. It helps me not to lose my mind anymore. <laughs> I was trying to make the show be as much of a release for you as possible and not like a much more of a stressor thing. And yeah. I love that we don't even have to worry about getting the computer going for you because your phone has worked out so perfectly. I'm, I'm actually kind of considering like really paring down my equipment like quite a bit and maybe yeah. doing kind of the exact same fucking thing and just buying myself the same mic. Because <laughs> if I, if I would have had it, I could have fucking taken the time while I was at my parents' house to try and like square away a recording with you or something like that. You yeah, I mean? something. Yeah, but well, it, you know, I have another idea. Uh, what if we uh, do for uh, 
our recording. Uh, we do our recordings again next weekend because the wives are going to be out of town. I'm game with that if you want to do it. If you want to get two ahead, that'd be perfect. Yeah, let's get and then the next and then we can have the next two weeks off. Okay, if you want to try and do it that way, cool. Yeah, we can do two weeks off and anytime it works out like that, if your wife is out and uh, going somewhere and you want to record, we can do that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to try and be as flexible as I can for you there and uh, I can record with you next week while they're gone. That'll work out great. Um, why don't we uh, do the Tiger Claws full franchise fest? Let's get started with it. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it going. All right. So uh, I'm going to try and uh, keep the show as uniform as possible. So here we go with the opener. So the full franchise fest that we are doing is Tiger Claws. Give me a second. What the hell happened here? I'm trying to type and then I'm hitting quotes as I'm doing it because I wanted to look up Tiger Claws. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, even just that is going to make it say this. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Just showing that he knows Kung Fu. Uh, oh, no. Sorry, I cut that out. Stop. I want to punch this in Run when you said he gets killed. Three, two, one. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Hold on one second. I, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I got to respond to something real quick here. Sorry about this. That's fine. I fucking waylaid your ass anyway. <laughs> Babbling fucking oh. stoner of me. Uh, my dad texted me and then I had to look something up for him. And then I also saw, uh, I know you don't care much about sports ball, but uh, the Miami Dolphins were playing the Denver Broncos. Miami just dropped 70 points on them in a football game. Jesus but, Christ. That's like, yeah. like. Yeah, but I'm like, even you not being a huge sports ball guy, no, scoring 70 points in professional football is like, did the other team even show up? Well, um, not to get too sidetracked here, because this is just an outtake anyway already, but uh, Bev and I were just kind of flipping through channels, and there was like a score for, uh, not really flipping through channels, but like the score somehow popped up in something she was watching at some point in time. Maybe we were at, maybe we were at a restaurant, but like we saw that Penn State had beaten um, the team that they were playing this last weekend. It was like 31-0. Yeah, like yeah, Iowa. They, they blanked Iowa. A, yeah. a, a big, both a Big Ten rival. You know, it, was, it was a conference game. Yeah. yeah, you don't get that a lot either. That's no, the yeah, Penn State <laughs> got pissed. That's a fucking shellacking. That is fucking brutal. You, you should have seen what Oregon did, Colorado. Holy shit. <laughs> at one point, at the end of the first half, it was 35 to nothing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, they would have a little pissy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show before right, people get, back get pissy right, about the sports about ball, including just, me. Just wanted to, I need, and I had to reply to a text. All right, yeah, so. Yeah, that's all good paper that leads to our next click next clip jesus christ <laughs> just hit that one more time just right. the next clip part and that is our next clip there you go sounds so much less frustrated here we go <laughs> so now we cut to more training um god damn i must have had like a stroke when i wrote this line <laughs> a um uh uh at least oh my god jesus man get it together it's daytime, and they're at the ducks. Uh, ducks. They're at the docks.
out there trying to figure out what the fuck I mean by throat singing, kick the fuck out of this weekend, make it your pitch. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I say tomorrow, so next Sunday, let's do our next two episodes and then we can take a two week break. Yeah, sounds good. Hang on a sec. Recording stopped.